Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you guys about the fiction and nonfiction sides to writing. If you're looking for a podcast where you could connect with the host because, you know, they write fiction or uh, YA or adult or middle grades or children's lit, or maybe you're looking for nonfiction, um, I think you found it all with the Jen Lowry Writes podcast. <laughs> Because I love to do a little bit of all of it, including poetry and songs. Um, I'm a writer. I process through words. And I might not be the best speaker in the world. And I might loop myself a lot as I'm driving on these big roads on the podcast. But I have a passion to share with you all of the knowledge and information that I've learned over these past few years. And pass them all. So, my nonfiction work really started with the Everyday Mom Challenge Ministries. When I started my YouTube channel in 2014, I would not have ever guessed that I was going to create a devotional. So, I went to some business courses, and this was back in 2014, and I went with a friend, and it was nice to have her there. But I recognized early on that my vision for, like, overseas missions and literacy were included in what my goals were for my ministry. And they still are. Like, I still have a heart and a passion to help women and children with literacy. So, it was nice to have her there, but I recognized that we weren't meant to be business partners. Um, We were meant to be friends and sisters in Christ. Um, But during even the meetings, I was writing down long-term visionary type goals. Um, And at that point, it was to create these pamphlet kits and put them up on the website to give moms encouragement and I started them and I created them and um, I recognized right away that just the other 
you know, side of that, it, it just wasn't working out. So that idea was pulled, and um, I never thought about writing for my ministry again. When I was in my doctorate program, of course I'm writing every single week. I'm doing research. I'm writing papers. Um, it was very taxing and draining. And one of the best experiences of my life, don't get me wrong. However, writing in my fiction world, you know, I had really no time for that kind of life. I was more in academic writing. And because I was researching so much and I was getting, you know, so much in my head, I think it just needed to have a place to go. If I look back now, if I would have known about podcasting in 2014, that would have been a wonderful platform for me other than YouTube. Um, YouTube, I love YouTube, but it's slow to grow for me. And maybe it's because I do wear a lot of hats and nobody kind of knows who I am. You guys on the podcast, y'all know who I am. Um, and so I know I do need to improve the YouTube. I have been trying better to, you know, create folders now. Um, like I did a dissertation help for my content learner. I'm a content expert, so she was having trouble with a chart. And so I'm making, you know, things like that for my dissertation people too. And I'm doing better, but I think the podcast would have helped me. And it would have also helped me document my journey better. Because now I can look back. Oh, I wrote the Hartwell Chronicles in 10 days. And I know exactly when I wrote it. Because I went back and, you know, it's recorded in the podcast. So as far as my nonfiction work, where all of that came from, you know, it's really hard for me to tell you, pinpoint, what led me to the decision to create the Everyday Mom Challenge. All I know is that I don't regret a single second of it. Now, there are some things that I wish I would have done better in my nonfiction world. But I'm happy to say that four books later, I can still learn and grow and so I'm talking to my people out there right now who have a business. If you're looking for a way to expand your business, to reach out to clients, to connect with clients when they're not with you, having work to accompany what you're doing, that is a powerful tool for businesses. So when you know, Monarch started, when I started Monarch Educational Services, that was for my life coaching, my author services, homeschool consultation. I already had a devotional for families. I had a devotional, you know, for teachers. And if you look at that, you know, I'm providing resources for my clients. Now, setting up a nonfiction book, in my opinion, now this is just me, was extremely easy because I did outline everything. I do not outline my fiction work. 
And if you say, well, Jennifer, if it was easy for you there, you should try it. I know I should. I really um, should consider like trying it just to challenge myself to see and compare the two um, writing processes. However, with my nonfiction work, I knew what all the 30 challenges were going to be. I knew what all of the devotional challenges for the other books would be. And I have charted them out in my journal. And I did not necessarily use them even in that order. But I made sure that I had the long uh, outline completed prior to even typing. Because I wanted my books to be branded. I wanted them to have a particular structure to them. I went back. So I wrote Faith Poems and Bucket List. That was my first book. I actually pulled that one from Amazon. Um, this was way before Grammarly, way before um, my learning in the field. And it was a basic book. There was nothing um, stand out about Faith Poems and Bucket List other than I challenged people in the way that the Lord had challenged me. And then I gave some of my poetry pieces in there. I gave songs of the day. I had a really good structure. So I can say that even though I had to pull faith poems and bucket lists, and I'll probably recreate that one from the ashes, um, let it be a phoenix and rise again. <laughs> I like the structure. And so maybe I'm thinking about this topic because yesterday Dan Burry was like, don't throw anything out, don't throw anything away. Even though I knew that Faith Poems and Bucket List was not print ready, it had a really good read feel to it. And I just crafted that with different sections just based on how I would like to read a nonfiction book. And I'm a reflection, like guru, if you could say. I mean, I'm constantly reflecting. I have mastered the art of teaching and reflection. I don't know if that was um, national boards and then me, you know, leading reflection training through national board um, early on in my career. Like, I don't know, but I'm just really good at that. I'm really look good at looking back and, and being able to honestly say, this worked, this didn't, grow, mature from this, um, don't get discouraged by this, and, and then figure out new ways and I constantly reflect in my professional life and in my private life. And so I knew that that had to be a part of the structure. So when you're writing nonfiction, figure out what your structure is. Figure out what type of, you know, expert skill set you have. Chart all of the content out first and then decide upon your structure. I will tell you that the structure, if you get your lane and you feel comfortable in that structure, I think that it's wise that if you're doing a series like I'm doing, to stay with that structure for all books. That way when people pick up your, like for example, your devotional or your business practices book, then they get the feel that it's you there again with them. 
And so a mind's going to have the guiding Bible verse at the top. You know, there's always going to be a verse that guides the challenge. There's going to be a place for questions to connect with the Holy Spirit. There's going to be a place to journal. There's going to be the just bold letter challenge. And when I create my author challenge devotional that's going to be coming out in December, you know, I've got all of the notes each day. Each day that I'm working a podcast, I'm pretty much brainstorming, if you haven't figured that out yet. (laughs) I'm brainstorming with you. I'm learning. Um, And I have not sat down with the outline yet. But yesterday, I got this clear vision when I was going to the grocery store. So I did the podcast with Dan Burry, and if you have not listened to that, listen to that one yet. I encourage you to either check it out on YouTube, where you can see us um, talking through his author journey and his books, or listen to us here on the podcast, whichever one, uh, which platform you prefer. But so I left Dan through the podcast, and everything was like uploading, and I was waiting for things to convert. And I ran to the grocery store, and I'm so thankful for my husband because he made his homemade spaghetti and meatballs last night, which is absolutely amazing. Um, And so he picked up after a long day of work because he knew that it takes me hours to do the podcast. And yes, it does, guys. Trust me. Um, It takes out when I have an interview, it takes that long. From the prep time to the interview to the conversion to creating all of the thumbnails. I do it all in that day um, because I need the images from YouTube. So I I can't like pre-do that work. Um, So as I'm going to the grocery store, I've already like had this vision of the layout for my author book. And I'm like, oh, thank you, God. I, I wasn't even thinking about the author challenge book. And I saw our four guiding practices that I have challenged you guys to do, which is research, connect, contact, encourage. And so I'm like, oh, so Lord, you want this one to have four sections. And then I had the thought, okay, not only is it going to have four sections, but it's going to have challenges on leveling of degrees of experience and where people are in their author life. Because I work with many different types of authors that are traditionally published, who have author dreams, and they're just blogging right now, or they're in journal phase, or they walk around with characters in their head. And then I work with indie publisher um, publishers, indie um, authors. So I figure that this challenge devotional cannot just speak to one specific type of author. It has to have it all there. So that way, anyone that picks up the author challenge book is going to feel comfortable in that. And it's going to be for them. And so God showed me that as well. So that lends itself back to how is the structure of the book going to be. My content is pretty much writing itself just with the titles of the podcast. I can go back to May 2018 and I already have one year's worth 
of material to work with and think about how much more I have to learn and grow and develop before publication in December. So I will leave room for last minute entries of the nonfiction work just in case the Lord provides me with these last minute aha moments as I'm working the author business. So the first thing you need to do, and I'm saying it, you know, from my experience with my other books, is do the content piece. The second thing is to do the structure. But then you say, wait, Jennifer, the Lord just gave it to you in the opposite way. Well, maybe he's doing it all at the same time. I already have the content laid out. I just don't have it physically written out on paper. I like to chart mine out in my journal. And then as I would go through chapters, I would cross it off. So I I found that that was like powerful. I could look over my journal and I could see all of the different challenges. Um, especially with the Everyday Mom Challenge. Because I called all of my family members. This was... Um, a book that was really dedicated to family growth, not only spiritual maturity, but just family memories and fun and to get families active together. So, of course, I had to involve them. So, I would rearrange things just because it was just based on conversations real time that I was having with family and my children more than anything. Um, so, yes, the content was there. Then the structure came from the faith poems and bucket list. But when you're branding yourself or you're making a series, just be mindful how the layout is. And so this is my next improvements. You know that we always need to get better. We always need to grow. And while I'm working in design to learn how to do the Teenage Exorcist series and do all of the fancy work in there, I also want to learn how to do that same type of typesetting for my nonfiction work. And I'm going to update it. I was really inspired by Steve Martin's book, Born Standing Up. It was the first book that I read this year. It was given to me as a Christmas gift by another teacher. Um, They did not even know that I love Steve Martin. Um, Steve Martin is actually on my bucket list. I want to meet him. If anybody knows Steve, please let him know. Um, Me and the boys will find a way to meet him. Um, But I love the work of Steve Martin. And I can't tell you how reading that book inspired me in my author life as well. Because I felt like if I never did meet Steve Martin, let's say my bucket list doesn't come true, and I don't meet him and Jack Black and Adam Sandler, Um, I can't meet Robin Williams now on earth, but, you know, let's say I don't get that opportunity to do that bucket list wish of mine. I felt like I knew him when I read his book. I felt like he was right there with me and he showed me pictures of his life. And I value images so much. And so I knew then in January that I needed to restructure my Bible devotionals. Because I wanted the person that is reading it. I'm writing that for the reader, guys. I want them to feel like they know Jennifer. They know my heart. They know my intention. 
But I want them also to know me and I want them to see that progression. If I'm challenging people throughout the year, that comes along with the image as well. So I find value in that. I did when I read um, Steve Martin's book. If you haven't read that one, you've got to read it this like this week. <laughs> um, as soon as you can, put it on your summer reading list. But I will say, you know, when you're putting your books out there, they might not be the perfect book for you at that moment, but they reflect who you were there. Um, and now that I've grown so much in my editing alone, the Hartwell Chronicles has taught me so much about myself that now I get to experience all of that editing joy again with my devotionals. But you've got to start with something. So you need to be writing. You need to be writing your work little bits at a time. If you have some great blog post, don't throw those away. Maybe that becomes an excerpt, an insert into a chapter. Maybe that becomes a spark that gives you a chapter. And here's another piece of advice when writing nonfiction that I'm now going to have to take. So I'm challenging myself as I'm challenging you. Do chapter headings. Do not do chapter one, two, three, four, five in um, nonfiction work. So I've got to redo all of that. I've got to do chapter headings. Um, that's a lesson that I've learned. And look at different nonfiction work as models. See how their layouts are. Do they use text boxes? I know how to make those now. And in Excel, I can make them line up. Do they have charts, graphs? Now, just think, do you want it colored? Do you want it black and white? Mine are going to be black and white because that cuts down on the printing costs, too. And um, I want the black and white feel in my books with the cream paper. I've already made my decisions on that. I've watched enough videos to see the differences of the white versus the cream. Um, and I did a white copy and I did a cream copy. And I like the cream better. It's easier on the eyes, I've been told <laughs> by multiple people. And I looked at models. And so if you're writing nonfiction, who are you reading? And what is it about those books, especially best-selling nonfiction books, that are standing out in the market? And what are some of those small little things that they're doing that make their book stand out? The style of it. I'm talking about the formatting, the style. And learn it. Create your own. Another tip, because I've branded myself and I'm the challenged devotional challenge podcast, challenge YouTube, I need to have a logo that reflects my business and my heart. And those logos need to be on my books, especially in the spine area. Um, that's something I learned as a marketing strategy. Um, I also need to separate my YA bio from my nonfiction bio. And so those are some other things that, you know, we can talk about later. Because those are like when you're fixing your book in your final um, cover stages. 
but don't let your fear of, well, I don't know if I have, you know, something to say. If you have a business, you do. Um, the Lord has called you in this place. You have something to say. And create it. Because who are you creating it for? It's an extension of yourself to your clients when you're not able to be with your clients. It's tips, it's strategies, it's lessons learned, it's, you know, a continuation of time that you don't have to spend with each client, that things that you wish that, that you could tell them, but you can't. <laughs> I mean, there's so many ways that you could do this, but trust me, you need that for your business. It becomes a part of, oh, you know, she's a coach, she's also an author, and she writes what she coaches. And if anybody would want to know, well, you know, they would find Happy Renewal Year and they would say, oh, I really like her style. They would know, well, that means I would really like her coaching. She would challenge me to the next level in my personal, spiritual, you know, my mental health. You know, whatever it is that they would come to me for life coaching for, they would have already met me. They might find my books first and then they might find my business. And so there's another thing that I've got to update while I'm typesetting and formatting and editing. I did not put any major links in the ebooks. And when I read, um, oh, what is the name of it? Bad, bad, bad something makes good stories. Oh, I can't, bad, I can't remember the exact name. But I thought he was masterful at creating call to action points in his book and I watched another video influencer who um, has his own business and his own podcast and he was talking about he has challenges in his books where he has people to take a selfie reading the book and put it up on his Twitter and tag him in it when they're at a certain spot and give them a quote I, mean, I really love that it goes along with my ministry it goes along with um how I can connect with people more and they can engage with me on social media. So I'm definitely going to add um, at each chapter some type of social media call to action um, just to get the reader in connection with me. So that's got to be redone. Oh my gosh, you hear this list, right? It keeps getting longer, but I'm not intimidated by it because I know that I can get through it I know it's for the better for the book. And that means it's better for my career. But I don't regret putting them out there the way that they are. Because they're changing lives the way that they are. They're helping families just like they are. But could they be better? Oh my gosh, they could be a thousand times better. And that's where I'm going to be taking you for the next few months, too. So, yes, you're going to hear all about the YA world that I'm living in. And you're going to hear about my nonfiction. So, I wanted to kind of have a break in the shows just to tell you what's been going in my mind behind the scenes while I'm also working the Hartwell Chronicles. Because I know that once I get these ISBN numbers, I need to rebrand everything. And so I would love it if you could pray for me. That means that I need graphic designers. I need my cover designer to accept, you know, my nonfiction work 
But I also need to learn the key tricks to editing still. I have made a lot of growth, but I'm going to continue to do so the more that I research. So I'm very thankful to all the editors out there who are, you know, sharing their tips and tricks and mindset and their process out loud in blogs and on YouTube. Because then I can now apply it, practice it in my own work, and my writing is stronger because of it. So I challenge you guys today. If you're ready to write your nonfiction, take on some of those tips from me. If you're still working in your, in your fiction world, wonderful. Continue. Outline, possibly. Take some of the things that I've said here. Do chapter titles instead of numbers. Try some new things and see what you think. Add some images to your work. If it's YA or middle grades especially. And I just want to say thank you first for the prayers, for the support, for you guys putting up with my crazy author life and sticking around, and for just the way that we've grown over the course of this year. I would have never in a million years have thought last year when my son is telling me about, Mama, you need a podcast. I've been listening to Joe Rogan. I would have never in a million years thought that my life would have taken this kind of daily turn. But here I am, a year later, celebrating over 300 episodes. Like, gosh, is it that much to talk about in this author world? The answer is yes, and then some. <laughs> so, thank you. And if you would like to be a monthly supporter... Click on the button and support the podcast because that means you're supporting my dreams. I'm getting to go out there and get the tools, get the equipment, do the reviews, advance my podcast. With each donation, it goes right back into my author business so that way I can learn and then share with you. So thank you guys. I hope you guys have a blessed day. If you're looking for my challenge devotionals on Amazon, go right on over and type in Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry, and you'll see my 30-day everyday mom challenge, my 30-day teacher challenge, fingerprint curriculum for my homeschool families, and one that's closest to my heart is the Happy Renewal Year Challenge devotional. I dare you to go and check them out today. You can also find that they're on Kindle Unlimited because I want you guys to have access. I often put them up for free uh, promotional items. I'll do countdowns. Um, so that way you can grab one. You can gift them with a friend. You can share them out on your sites and people can go on this journey with us. In December of 2019, look out for the release of my author challenge devotional. I'm looking forward to that one and sharing it with you.
So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.